Chapter 8. Humble Boldness, Not Obscurantist Arrogance It is a shame that Christian scholars, apologists, and philosophers have so often neglected a detailed study of the book of Proverbs in their attempts to exposit and work from a biblical epistemology theory of knowledge. The book abounds in allusions and insights to wisdom, instruction, foolishness, understanding, etc. Proverbs can certainly aid us in the development and elaboration of the presuppositional approach to knowledge which has been discussed in our series previously. In the last study, we heard three common arguments which are directed against the position of biblical presuppositionalism. The first was that it amounted to arrogance and intellectual pride. It demands that every single thought be brought under subjection to Christ, for otherwise foolish ignorance will result. It teaches that men who will not begin with a fear of God cannot attain genuine knowledge of anything. It criticizes the attitude of scholarly neutrality towards God's word. In the battle with unbelief, it demands unconditional surrender by the non-Christian and deprecates compromise in Christian thinkers who wish to take a more reasonable or enlightened approach. Now it is asked, what could generate such a stringent outlook except undue commendation of one's own thoughts and abilities? Overwhelming self-esteem. How is the presuppositionalist to respond? Should he defend obscurantist arrogance? Or should he confess that he had become dangerously close to the vertigo of self-aggrandizement? Both approaches have been variously pursued in Christian circles in past years. Both have done disservice to the Christian witness, one failing to evidence requisite and appropriate spiritual fruit, the other failing to set forth the full and appropriate rigor of scriptural thinking. The wisdom of Proverbs can guide us between these unhappy extremes. We read in Proverbs chapter 15, verses 32 through 33, He that refuseth correction despiseth his own soul, but he that hearkeneth to reprove getteth understanding. The fear of Jehovah is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor goeth humility. We need to concentrate upon both thrusts of this passage. First, the Christian must indeed be bold in his challenge to unbelieving and compromising epistemologies. The man who will not heed correction in having his thinking required to submit to Christ's lordship in the world of thought, that man is doing despite to his own soul. The Christian should consistently witness to such a thinker that understanding is, indeed, only possible when the reproof of the gospel challenge is heeded. To compromise with unbelieving standards or methods in the world of thought is to do grave disservice to the needs of those with whom we speak. To be willing to assume a position of neutrality would be conducive to anything but spiritual health in our hearers. The facts must be presented without wavering. Reasoning which not built upon the presupposed word of Christ is geared toward intellectual foolishness and spiritual death. The correction and reproof of Scripture cannot be watered down. The Christian scholar, just as much as any believer in the redemptive work and lordship of Christ, must communicate to those whom he contacts that repentance and faith are commanded by God. The Christian scholar must be bold here, casting down reasonings and every high thing that is exalted against the knowledge of God, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. 
In defending the faith he must be firm and proclaiming, Let God be found true, but every man a liar. Romans chapter 3 verse 4. He must point out to those who do not presuppose the truth of God's word that their minds need to be renewed. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 23. Because they live in ignorance, such men must repent. Acts chapter 17 verse 30. Must show change of mind, as the Greek word for repent suggests, and read direction. Repentance is unto belief. Matthew chapter 21 verse 32. And belief or faith precedes knowledge. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 5. The path from ignorance to knowledge is traversed by repentant faith. Indeed, presuppositionalism should be boldly presented in the world of thought, without apologies for the rigor of its demands. Yet there is a second thrust in the Proverbs passage cited above. Not only must the non-presuppositionalists receive the correction and reproof of God's word, namely, that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord, but the Christian scholar, who presupposes the truth of Scripture in his intellectual endeavors, must be fully aware that his wisdom is not inherently his own, but rests completely upon the fear of the Lord. Without that reverence, the Christian scholar would be as foolish as the other men. His wisdom is not due to superior mental ability or profundity of insight. Instead, it has been given by God. We noted above that repentance and faith are requisite for knowledge. The Christian, who possesses a knowledge of the truth, does so only because faith has been given him as a gift, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9, and repentance has been granted from the Lord, Acts chapter 5, verse 31, chapter 11, verse 18. In order to have faith, you must be born of God, 1 John chapter 5, verse 1 who gives repentance unto a genuine knowledge of the truth, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 25. The Christian is in a position of knowledge only because of the grace of God. His spiritual rebirth is not of himself, but solely the result of God's mercy. Ezekiel chapter 11, verses 19 through 20, John chapter 1, verse 13, Romans chapter 9, verse 16. This gracious regeneration has brought him a new mind. Indeed, as Paul teaches, the Christian receives the things of the Spirit only by being transformed from natural hostility to glad submission. The believer has now the mind of Christ, instead of the foolish mind of the natural man, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16, in context. This is the source of his wisdom and knowledge. The honor of knowing the truth stems from the undeserved grace of God. Therefore, humility is befitting the Christian scholar. In Philippians chapter 2, where Paul exhorts us to have the mind of Christ, he goes on to characterize this Christ as one who humbled himself. Thus, Proverbs teaches us that before such honor as attends the instruction of wisdom, before such wisdom as rests upon fear of the Lord, there goes humility. The Christian scholar has nothing to boast of in himself. He must be humble before the world, acknowledging that his knowledge depends upon the gracious work of God in him. Therefore, presuppositional epistemology demands two attitudes. Both attitudes are inherent in the very position. First, the presuppositionalist must be bold, for knowledge is impossible aside from presupposing God's truth. Second, he must be humble, for the reason why he presupposes God's truth and the only way any man can come to such a presupposition resides in the grace of God alone.
The fear of the Lord is foundational to wisdom, and hence the wise must be humble. The Christian scholar, then, must evidence a humble boldness in his confrontation with others in the world of thought. Walk in wisdom toward them that are without, buying up the opportunity. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer each other. Colossians chapter 4 verses 5 through 6.